And our gospel lesson this morning comes from the gospel of St. John, chapter 6, beginning at verse 51. <clears throat> and Jesus says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. The bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. At that, the Jews argued among themselves, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life in yourselves. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like your fathers ate and died. The one who eats this bread will live forever. Our sermon this morning is based on a gospel lesson which we read a few moments ago. In the 1940s, a group of young boys broke into a Woolworths department store after hours to play a practical joke. They switched the price tags on items all over the store. Two-cent packs of gum were now priced for $3. New snowblowers now cost a nickel, and Hershey bars were 40 bucks. The next day, the store was full of confused shoppers, bewildered workers, and an irate owner. You could call this kind of stunt immature. You could call it silly. You could also call it devilish, because this is exactly what the devil does with the things in this world. He prices what is less important very highly, and what is priceless as cheap. But it's no joke. The world falls for it. People walk around this planet thinking certain things are extremely valuable, and others are more or less worthless, and they've got it exactly backwards. St. John's Gospel lesson this morning provides an example of the same backwards thinking. Jesus had just fed 5,000 families on a few loaves and fish, and the people realized this really is the prophet who is coming into the world. And the next day, the crowds track down Jesus in Capernaum, and Jesus tells us why at the very start of their meeting, why they're there. Amen, amen, I tell you, you are not looking for me because you saw the miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. The bread they had eaten the day before was now digested, and they wanted more. They were placing a high value on physical bread. And it's no wonder, in the Israel of Jesus' time, most people lived hand to mouth. They worked during the day, took their pay, bought fish and bread, and had their meal. And if they couldn't find work, or weren't able to work, then they didn't eat. They valued bread for the body, and they wanted more of it. Most of us don't have that particular problem today. We can buy bread for our bodies for a couple bucks at the grocery store, and we don't value physical bread all that highly anymore. But what about other physical worldly things? What about other things that cannot outlast our own lives in this world? What sort of price tag do we see attached to them? How valuable are they in our eyes? How much time and energy are we willing to spend piling up more and more money? How high do we place sports and other types of recreation or entertainment on our list of priorities? How much time and money do we devote to perfecting our homes? How much time, money, and energy are we willing to put into things that just don't last? 
Now, here's the tricky part. When, when Jesus gave physical bread to these people the day before, he was blessing them. And the things of this world are gifts from God. He blesses us with them and gives them to us to use in his service. Money is good. Sports are wonderful. And our homes are gifts from God. But don't fall for Satan's trick of putting too high of a price on worldly things that will one day fade away, just like that bread faded from the bodies of the crowd, Jesus said. All the gifts God gives us are good, but when we overvalue worldly gifts, we're falling into a deadly trap. Why? Because we have finite attention, time, and energy. And if we devote too much of those things to worldly gifts, we won't properly value what really matters. When those kids in Woolworths switched the prices around, it was a harmless stunt. But when Satan tricks us into getting our priorities backwards, it pulls careless souls down to him forever. Do you and I ever fall for Satan's trick? What really matters to you? What are you willing to pay high prices for? Are they the things that last forever? Jesus warns us, do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, and you cannot serve God and money. Money, entertainment, even earthly bread, all belong to this world, but Jesus says the judgment is coming upon this world, and the ruler of this world will be cast out, yes, cast into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We need to ask forgiveness for valuing too highly our worldly gifts, and we need to refocus our time, energy, and attention into what lasts forever. Jesus calls it by different names in this gospel lesson. Uh, he calls it the living bread which came down from heaven, the bread that I will give for the life of the world, the bread that came down from heaven. The real bread, the, the blessing that lasts forever, is Jesus himself. Jesus is the food that lasts forever because he took on human flesh and saved us. As, as one of us, the Son of God walked the sinful world in complete holiness, in the flesh, he kept his Father's will in everything. In the flesh, he went to the cross to spill his blood for our sins. In the flesh, he rose on Easter morning to defeat death for us. What Jesus did for us with his body and blood is our eternal salvation. That is why Jesus says the bread from heaven is his own body and blood. Amen, amen, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life in yourselves. But the one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. On that day, Jesus promises he will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Now, when Jesus teaches that we must eat his body and drink his blood, we might think right away of the Lord's Supper. But that's probably not what he has in mind. The, the Lutheran confessors were convinced that this eating flesh and drinking blood was not a reference to communion, because why would Jesus be teaching about something he hasn't instituted yet, and why would he be teaching it to unbelievers when it's something that's only for believers? But what Jesus says is this. You must believe what I did for you with my body. Trust that I shed my blood for you. Through faith, you take the saving work of my body and blood into yourself. Then you are feeding uh, uh, the, on the bread of life that came down from heaven. When you feed on rye or wheat bread, you get some benefits. You get relief from hunger and nutrition to keep your body and brain running. 
But when a person trusts in Jesus and eats the bread of life, the benefits come bounding ahead and never stop. Jesus says, the one who eats this bread will live forever. What Jesus did for you with his body and blood was for all eternity. Eat the bread of life and you will never die. Your body will, yes, but your soul will live and live and live with Jesus in heaven. And your body will live again too. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. While your house and car, your career and bank accounts remain resting in the dust, your body will rise because you have eaten the bread of life, who gives life that lasts beyond this fading, fallen world. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. We've all heard the saying, you are what you eat. If you eat garbage, you're going to feel like garbage. You can get away with it when you're younger, but it catches up to you eventually. And Jesus says the same is true for spiritual food. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Feed on the bread of life by believing what he's done for you with his body and blood. And he, the Son of God, is in you. He's not just next to you. He's not just watching over you from heaven. He is in you, living in your heart, because your faith consumes his saving work. What a rich run of blessings God gives to those who eat the bread of life. Life eternal, the resurrection, Christ living in us. What a high price should be placed on this bread of life. How much higher than any temporary worldly gift, no matter how wonderful that gift might be. God forgives us for valuing lowly the bread of life and for treating the things of this world as though they were more precious than he is. Holy Spirit, feed us with the bread of life. Grow our faith in Jesus' work and fill us with him. But how? When Jesus said these things, the Jews argued among themselves, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? If bread at the grocery store costs a couple of dollars, what should the bread of life cost? How scarce and costly should it be? But God is so good, he gives it for free. The prophet Isaiah writes about Christ's salvation. All of you who are thirsty, come to the water, even if you have no money. Come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without, honey, without money and without cost. Why do you spend money on something that is not bread? Why do you waste your labor on something that does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Satisfy your appetite with rich food. Turn your ear toward me and come to me. Listen so that you might continue to live. This is one of the great mysteries in God's word. He gives away for free the most valuable thing that there is. Salvation in Christ, the bread of life, is the most precious thing there is and God charges nothing for it. You don't need money. You pay no cost. You feast on Christ like this. Listen carefully to me. Turn your ear toward me. Listen so that you may continue to live. Turn your ear toward the word of God and listen to his promises of forgiveness and life in his son's body and blood. This is how God feeds souls. This is how you eat the most valuable thing there is, free of charge. Listen to Jesus' love for you. Crowd asked, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? The sad irony is that Jesus was doing exactly that at exactly that moment. He was telling them the beautiful truth about himself. He has come to bring free salvation, but they didn't listen. We, Jesus' people, listen to him. When we do, he feeds us with himself, his life, his resurrection, his presence in our hearts. Show that Jesus' salvation, yours for free, is the most valuable thing to you. Don't fall for the devil's lies about what really matters in this world. Jesus, 
matters most. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Every blessing God gives is good. Remember what is most real and lasting, and feast on him. Amen.